A word before we jump in, this podcast is uncensored and full of spoilers. Consider yourself warned. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick. You've heard of Bears, Beats, Battlestar Galactica. Well, on this episode, you'll soon learn koalas, comatose, chlamydia. Julie, what are we talking about this week? Well, I consumed a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of content, upsetting documentaries, one about a cult, one about how Facebook is killing us, um, and another one about a, a action park that could also kill you in New Jersey. Good time. Some of us have eaten so much mac and cheese during the course of this podcast. That I mean, two speak. hours and the bowl is endless. It never ends. It's called preparedness. <laughs> All right. I'm like a Boy Scout. Holland's Drag Race starts this week on Nick's birthday. We previewed the queens. And they are... Patty Pam Pam! Patty Pam Pam! Pam. Princess Pam Pam! So it was really fun talking to you this week, you and Emma. No Frank. Just this week? But... Or like is my dead weeks. grandmother coming through you? I gave you a compliment and you threw it back <laughs> in my face. Anyway, um... <laughs> What enjoy this episode, say? everybody. Enjoy this episode. Thanks again for tuning in. Good Lord. Okay. Um, okay. Well, what did you watch this week? What have you consumed? Have you had a chance? I know you've been asleep for four or five days, but when yeah, conscious, no. did you watch anything? I'm turning into a koala. I feel like, you know how there's like a grizzly bear and like a regular bear and a cub, and these are all types subtypes within the gay community i am turning into a koala meaning that, that? I, need, I need to sleep for 22 hours a day <laughs> do koalas sleep for 22 hours a day they sure do and nearly all of them have syphilis so what? i know isn't that like a little cute thing to emulate where what QAnon <laughs> website did you read that on um i don't know wikipedia something or another you know i get my facts from twitter um, there was a very memorable episode of Law and Order SVU where the guy who played the guy from the Waltons with the mole, you guys are too young for the Waltons. Anyway, he becomes, he's like the super nice married man and all of a sudden he starts killing people and he loses his mind and turns out syphilis. he had syphilis that was untreated yeah. and made him crazy. Now I Googled and it says, do most koala bears have chlamydia? Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia's iconic koala has a problem that keeps boomeranging back. Chlamydia, a type of sexually transmitted <laughs> disease also found in humans, has hit the wild koalas hard, with some wild populations seeing a 100% infection rate. There it is, yeah. I knew it was one of those. The clap, the sif, interchangeable. Ew. Why do so many koalas have chlamydia? Well, adult koalas catch chlamydia just as people do through sexual transmission. But young koalas can also become infected by eating pap, a nutritious type of feces, which is ex excreted by infected mothers. Blah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how I got it. So. <laughs> I, like when I most recently went to the doctor, though, like yesterday, based on my current trends, they were like, do you want to do an STD test? And I was like, I've honestly been tested twice since my last sexual activity, but let's go for it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Maybe there's some wayward pap that I consumed somehow. 
Uh, <laughs> the original question was, what did you consume, like, entertainment-wise this week? Pap, huh? obviously. <laughs> um, so I've been watching a lot of 2000 comedies. Um, so Will and Grace, <laughs> Girlfriends is now on Netflix. We've been watching a lot of that. Just comfort food, essentially. Um, I also watched every horror movie that is available to me on Amazon. So that's been nifty. Such as? Such as I watched Us, Hereditary, Cabin in the Woods, um, Get Out Again. Like, Get Out once more. There's not, like, a Tyler Perry sequel. Like, Get Out. Oh, good. Um, I could not finish Get Out. It freaked me out. I mean, I'm not a horror person anyway, but I just couldn't. I couldn't. I do go through stages where all I can consume is, like, a counter-irritant where I need to have just, like, fear in my face. It's, like, exposure therapy. Which, interestingly, my stop rolling your eyes at me in my stories. <laughs> Are you even talking to me? I don't even know what you're talking about. If I were looking from a side profile, which you admonish me for, and I would not have I seen it. want to take a guy home with me tonight, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who can't see that. us right now, oh Nick's monitor is broken and sideways, so we get to see part of his face. I have corrected the situation. photos. <laughs> I should be on it. Put me on money. Um, no, I was trying to think what else I watched. Um, yeah, no. Oh, I watched Next is on Amazon Prime, so I watched a shit ton of Next. What's that? Remember that MTV show where people would get off the bus and instantaneously would be nexted? <laughs> Just you are me. one of the most like loquacious, verbose smart analytical people i've ever met who watches the most garbage sitcoms and now mtv's next where you it's literally get to food. say to someone's face next well and the gay to. one the gay ones are over in like 13 seconds because as soon as they get off the bus next 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 we're out of people whatever <laughs> um and it's just amazing because like the length of time of the date corresponds to how much money you could gain. So let's say you were with them for like an hour and a half. You get $90 or get the opportunity to go on a second date. And nearly all of them are just like, I'd like the money, please. <laughs> for $90, it's like a meal somewhere. I don't know how much food costs. On DoorDash, everything's $100. It's I can't true. be ordering DoorDash. I'll also, I'll just go get it. Well, that's also, I've mostly available to all of us. So. <laughs> it's not my fault that you're 42 years old and don't have a driver's license. I don't wow, really. brutal. I have aged so rapidly in this pandemic <laughs> that my age has doubled. Uh, you're not exactly 21, but... Wow, the hits keep coming. I'm just here trying to have a lovely, lighthearted podcast. I didn't realize that I need to book a therapy session immediately thereafter. So you're enjoying next. Girlfriends I Never Watched. Who's on that? Girlfriends, Tracy Ellis Ross is on. Love, love, She's love. delightful. She's amazing. Um, I don't know that anyone else in that show did much thereafter, but that could just be me um, and my inability to make neural connections anymore because I'm 42 going on 60. <laughs> You're not there yet. Uh-oh, Nick's gone into darkness. Have I? Well, I mean, just perpetually. That could just be about my current state, <laughs> honestly. Whenever I need to take like a mental health break from this podcast, I'll just go into darkness. Well, so I'm very aware of like where my microphone is after being chastised by Emma. I appreciate that. You're welcome. It's just because everything you have to say is valuable and we want to hear it. <laughs> okay, you know, sure, sure. <laughs> 
Have you watched the um, Meet the Queens for Holland? No. I do know that they're all, um, they speak Dutch. Great. That's information. <laughs> That's what we call information, people. It's like, I'm the kid in high school who is always called upon without anything to say and would just grandstand like Queen Latifah and 30 Rock for 15 minutes about absolutely nothing. You know, when she was the politician and she was like, yes. the troops and America and the flag, and I may not go know where I am going, but I will get there. And we will get there together. <laughs> well, I'm going to suggest that we watch the Meet the Queens. It's a minute long. Yeah. yeah. And how about you yell out if you want to? Um, like, stop if you have anything you want to say as they're coming. <laughs> I'm gonna you know what I mean? It's really fast. Yeah. It's going to be quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Can you see it? Yes. Okay. Who is she? <laughs> so this is the host. His name is Fred Van Leer. He's a television presenter, which I guess is what they call them over there and in England. Um, and he used to do drag. Um, okay, acceptable. So here we go. Drag Race Holland. Okay, stop. So Envy Peru is the first queen we're going to see. What are your thoughts? Kind of getting some Ariel Versace vibes. Deep That's thoughts. <laughs> so she's got a very elaborate headpiece on. Uh, definitely like Wonder Woman-y for me with a long neck. Okay. Mm -hmm. Chelsea okay. Boy is the next one. He's looking like a Naruto anime fantasy. <laughs> um, into it, I guess. It's like what I imagine Aang would actually look like after emerging from the iceberg, which is frostbitten. Do they all My... have their headpieces? I think I it's a know. prerequisite. Maybe that was a theme. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing they, in the last couple of years, have really come around to making full body paint. That's awesome because Chelsea Boy is painted completely blue. And it reminds me of like the pink look of Blair St. Clair and all the stuff Crystal Method did. Meanwhile, in the it's background, great. haunting our dreams is, hey, girls, my name's Alaska. <laughs> yes. Put it in the basket. Here we go. <laughs> There's only 10 of them. Oh, boy. Oh, my drag. Oh, wow. Okay, pause. Pause. <laughs> um, Sherry Piper. Cedar Grine. I'm not sure how to say that. Um, wearing like a hoop skirt. Or just like a hoop. She's wearing a circle. It's like portal. It's very Paul Revere portal situation. Looking like Sherry Pie part de. A little it. bit. I think they're wearing the colors of Holland. I think that was the theme. Oh, mm -hmm. America doesn't have like a monopoly on red, white, and blue and racism. We do not. Interesting. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Ah, ah. Oh my God. I'm we, so had, sorry. we had an they did a close up of her face. And that it was, was poor. It was a, a poor experience for me. I was a little scared. We were not ready. Not really. No, Here it looks like Paul Revere, like, circa now. <laughs> Megan uh, Schoenbrud. Okay, she brought her own crown. Uh, <laughs> can't, so that's, she's immediately out instantaneously. You know who she looks like? Britta meets Baga. Brittany Murphy. Oh, no, Aww. may she rest. <laughs> she does. You wear it well. Whoa, we've got an orange boot, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Mama, Mama Queen. Mama Queen. <laughs> I'm gonna have to work on my uh, my Dutch accent because that was what is not the Dutch it. accent? I don't know. You're you're right? Are you doing a Swedish chef from the Muppets? Red light district? Am I? I don't know. Maybe she's pretty. She looks like a thinner, older Cameron Michaels. There it is. Yeah, less muscly. Um, yes. Perhaps as well endowed. I don't know. I haven't seen the leaks yet. 
Oh, sidebar. What the hell? Chris Evans posted a picture of his dick <laughs> yeah. to Instagram? Okay, let me break it down for you. Please do. <laughs> okay. So I've had so, the, the, amount, the amount of people who have asked me to show the photo and explain the circumstances surrounding the photo is four people. Uh, that's a lot of people considering I have five in my life. Okay, so <laughs> Chris Evans was playing this like Instagram live thing with his brother, um, a homosexual, V. Fay, who's also had his dick pics leaked. It was when iPads were the big thing, so it looked like he was holding like a literal sheet pan, <laughs> which wasn't helpful for like framing and like size comparison. Um, but some of his camera roll was revealed, and there was a penis in the bottom right hand corner in black and white, poking out from underneath his underwear, presumably. Um, oh, you gotta want that. This is his that brother, or this artistic. is Chris Evans? <laughs> this is Chris Evans. His, he was sharing his phone screen, playing some sort of Insta Live game with his brother. And um, they caught a glimpse, America caught a glimpse of America's penis. Because he's like Captain America. But it was an Insta Live, so it should have gone away. Well, does anything go away on the internet? Absolutely not. No. It's like Snapchat. There are so many things you can download to like save Snapchats without even screenshotting them. Nothing's safe. Once your dick's out there, your dick's out there. And that's something you just need to accept. <laughs> As I Did have. you see that he put up like something today that was like, now that I've got your attention, go vote. And it got one million likes. Like literally one million likes on Twitter. What I found interesting is not only the penis itself, which is fine. Um, it's is it fine? Is it a nice penis? No one it's was a, saying anything well, one way or the other. So it's tough to know scale because it was, you know... Um, within a grid, which I'm accustomed to on Grinder, obviously, and then it was like peeking <laughs> out from beneath, like from from his underwear, so it wasn't the full shaft. So you sort of had to extrapolate the potential length. Look at me; I turn into a fucking mathematician as soon as there's <laughs> a penis involved. It's like okay, um, and then, but it was just part of it. It looked like a very, as Tiffany New York probably would say, it, look, it looks like a nice mouthful. It looks like a mouthful. It looks like it would blow my back out. So I just watched the last remaining life in your eyes drift away. <laughs> Bye. So, yeah, that happened. But there's a lot of discourse about, you know, everyone's tweeting at Chris Evans, making sure he's okay because he struggles with anxiety. Um, a kindness not afforded to all women when they have their nudes leaked. So there was interesting discourse about misogyny and whether it exists and everyone being like, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> duh, for sure. I have seen a cute little Instagram video of him telling his dog it's time to go to bed. He's very cute. <laughs> He's like made a compilation tape of 30 of them. He's like, come on, we're going to bed. The dog's like, okay. He's very sweet. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't even know which one he is of the Chris Evans, Chris Fine, Chris Hemsworth. I have no idea. Is he Captain America? He's Captain America. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Lovely, lovely man. Don't know him personally, but I know him biblically now. They're just out there. Well, they don't come looking for me. That's for sure. All right, moving on. <laughs> oh, Madam Madness. Madness. Oh, my God, we got a bearded queen. Uh, yeah, Fucking and she finally. has chest hair, too. I don't know. I don't Just know. Just like Crystal. Might not be ready. But who cares what I think? <laughs> I like it. Now she's fun. Now pronounce oh. that one. R-O-E-M. So, like, poem. Rome. 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 Or, I mean, but, like, poem as I would say it or as, um, like, what's her name? The fire starter would say it. I'm the fire starter. Who's the fire starter? The fire starter. Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore, yeah. Pum. <laughs> I wrote you a pum. A pum. Isn't that the most recognizable movie that she's been in? <laughs> she did start her own talk show this week. Did you see it? 
Um, no. So she had Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz on at the uh, first guests because they're her favorites, that. and they've lived their lives together through thick and thin and all the babies. But it looked like they were all on stage together, nicely, six feet socially distanced, but then it was revealed that Cameron Diaz wasn't actually there, and they took it out, and it was like, whoa, we are there. We are Star Trek. We are there. It's they did the same thing with um, interviews during tennis. Just in case anyone besides me cared, uh, which evidently no one does. One of our listeners who's a nice, nice person said they never knew they would know so much about tennis in their entire lives. But. <laughs> Do they say that with a gun up? Like, make it stop. You have the power. No. Success. So we've got Roam here looking like Violet Chachki. <laughs> yes, Violet Chachki, but not Edward Scissorhands meets um, some sort of Rococo guillotine. I don't know. Is that a preview for a <laughs> Yes. Okay, so oh. she's fun. She's got like a sword. Love well, accessories. Trixie nonstop complaining, and I'm sort of with her on the Canada's Drag Race pit stop that no padding, no boobs, and no hips. You know, where's no, where is no the padding? Show where me are the padding. Miss Abby, OMG, hate her already. Um, <laughs> she's looking like a fucking loofah come to life. Get her out of here. She's got like gladiator sandals on that are a stiletto. That Naomi Smalls wore his boots. And a teal, or not teal, a tulle bolero jacket. It's a lot of look. Can we get a close up? Oh, looking kind of like plastic tiara. I'm going to not agree with that at all, but. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Kiara, Kiara from Canada's Drag Race. Meets, meets Bobo, Scarlet Bobo. No. <laughs> Patty Pam Pam. Pam. <laughs> 100% already in. She looks like, uh, yeah, I'm into it. She looks like Sonique meets Pandora's box. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, Rock'em Sakura is my favorite from the Meet the Queens, and then I couldn't have, see, couldn't have hated her more during the show. But Patty Pam Pam's got my vote just from the name. Well, if they emote, you're done, as am I. Oh, she's got, she's got eyes tattooed in her hands, her arm. What part of the body is that? It's not Chris Evans' dick, so I don't know. Oh, she is full on... Oh, God. Gothy Kendall, a little bit? No, no, no. Jenna's boyfriend on 30 Rock who dresses like her. Paul. Paul. Hold yeah. on, look at her face. Uh, <laughs> she does look like a chameleon. Totally like not Paul like... dressed as Jenna or Cher. Amazing. Janae Jacquet. Janie Jack. <laughs> Janae Jacquet. Janae Jacquet. Janae Jackie. Uh, Not, I like, she's forgettable. Yeah. And the rest of them, the forgettable. Yeah. Okay. Premiering this Friday on Nick's birthday. Ah, what a fucking gift for us all. Uh, I mean, God forbid we should live without drag content for one week, which I, I just can't at this point. Oh my God, he was 43. The host of Holland Summer. Yes. Wild. Fred Van, Van Deer, Dan Beer. I had it written down earlier, but... Evidently, on. he's also hosted Say Yes to the Dress, Ben <laughs> Yes, and uh, Holland's Top Model. Ah, all about it. I feel like we're going to love him. Best Top Model, three, two, one, Australia. No? Okay, well.
Um, I continued it, my Keanu Athon and watched <laughs> The Lake House, which is terrible. Oh, pure trash. Pure, oh. unadulterated trash. Such but amazing trash. <laughs> but so amazing. Yeah. I had forgotten the ending, so at least I was reminded of that. Well, how does it end? I forget. She, the day, that the way that it opened when she sees the guy die in front of her, it turns out that is Keanu. So she writes him in the past and says, if you really love me, don't find me. Wait two years to find me. And then he waits two years and then he, they're alive and they fall in love and they make out at the lake house. Fresh. With the weird dog that can travel through time. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice how that worked out. Um, then I watched um, The Replacements which is a terrible football movie starring Keanu, Keanu Reeves, love of my life, um, where the baseball, the football team has gone on strike, so they become the scab players, and he was like this awesome player, but he choked in the Super Bowl or whatever. So it was terrible, but it had Orlando Jones in it, who was really funny, and um, Jack Wolf. so it's awful, but it was very all easy to watch. I'm guessing like Girlfriends or whatever your other terrible show was. All of them are eminently watchable, and I enjoy them immensely. And yeah, they're easy, they're comforting, they're nostalgic, they're mindless, they're enjoyable. I mean, Will and Grace is well-written. So, <laughs> I don't know what it is with my hatred of Will and Grace. I, I, don't, yeah, I, love, I love Jack and Karen. I don't know. They, I don't like Will and Grace. I mean, they are unlikable protagonists, for sure. Well, because they yeah. like... At least Jack and Karen are just unadulteratedly themselves, whereas Jack and or what's the name? See, they're not they're the fucking title. I can't remember their names. Will and Grace have this illusion that they're better than people because they're grounded in morality, and it's like no, you're that much worse because you don't recognize who you are. Plus, they're all rich. It's like before the economic collapse, the two which we've experienced within the last two decades. So the world was different. It's like they keep saying their age, which is like me now. And they're like, oh, I'm 28. And it's like, okay, well, you're in your own business and you're a great <laughs> lawyer and I'm Jack. <laughs> Except Jack's still doing better than me. Yes, so, and he had no job, right? He was like a waiter and... He was a cater waiter at Feasting on Delusion, um, which is my preferred diet. Keeps me Did we out. talk about the Smartless podcast yet? Mm-mm. No. It's Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, and Jason Bateman. They're the three hosts together. Ooh. So they're I all sober. That that. Right? They're all sober. I think that's what they're hooked to each other is, besides they're really good friends. And they keep having on. They had on Robert Downey Jr. this week. They had on Kamala Harris. They've had on Will Ferrell and Melissa McCarthy. Um, but the one out of the three of them decides to pick who's coming and not tell the other two, which is basically just an excuse for nobody to do any research of any kind. <laughs> So people can just show up and but it's making me fall in love with Jason Bateman all over again. And Sean Hayes has the best laugh of anyone. And Nick has risen from the deep again with the camera. No, so my new um, psychologist has me, you know how I hate listening to myself talk and I, which I don't think is that rare. And yeah. I also don't like listening to podcasts despite the fact that I'm on two now. Blurk is the other one if you haven't subscribed yet. I had and a moment of panic. I'm like, you're on another podcast with me? <laughs> Absolutely not. Would anyone else put up with me? Dear God. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm just going to take three weeks off to, like, freak out. Um, but. During a pandemic uprising, fascism, destroying of democracy. I don't know why. What's wrong with you? He's like, who could have prompted this? 
Um, and my new psychologist was like, we're going to do some exposure therapy. And I was like, great. I've said I've done that a million times, but I haven't actually. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that's why I'm not better. So her idea is scripting where I literally record all of my fears and I play them ad nauseum. So now I'm being subjected to a personal podcast of just my words and not only those, <laughs> my deepest fears. So that's going to be real, real fun to do. Supposedly it's going to like take away the power of the words if I just constantly expose myself to it, um, which is interesting because the way OCD works for most people is that if you provide encouragement or you ask for any sort of respite, like, hey, can you tell me this isn't happening? It feeds the OCD more. Um, so it's chill. Well, you're not going to be saying it isn't happening. You're just going to keep talking about it. Yeah, which does, I mean, it's like when you have panic attacks, the best thing to do is do the things that provoke panic attacks. So your body desensitizes to them. So we'll yes. see. And It'll be a when fun. When are you supposed to do this? Do you have a deadline? I'm supposed to do it every day, like listening to it constantly while I'm doing everything. And I was but like, have I you recorded it yet. Yeah, I recorded it today because I was like, listen, listen, wow, listen, Nancy. Wow, good for you. I'm not going to do this unless you make me do this. So we're going to do this right now. Um, and then she was like, here's some words. And I was like, I've written my own, so you can stop talking. <laughs> Would you, you like forgot to read this them is to about us me? now? Or? Oh, absolutely not. Perhaps later. <laughs> and, and so you'll have like five minutes where you need to listen to it, two minutes. Like what's the, what's the protocol? I, she, she, well, I was like, I mean, I'm very busy. And she was like, well, you said you haven't left your bed for two days. And I was like, you got me there, Nance. Um, <laughs> Not work until Sunday, and today is Tuesday. So. <laughs> today is Tuesday, so we've got some time on our hands. Um, but it is helpful to do something that's actually constructive. I feel like shit either way, so I might as well be doing something that could potentially have some sort of constructive progress in my illness. So, that's so what is the goal, though? Every day for five minutes? Every day for ten minutes? I need structure. Um, it's just whenever I can stomach it. So we started, yeah, twice a day, ten minutes, and then go up from there. So. Wow, good for you. So it's going to be a fun time. We'll see what happens. I did the same thing when I had panic attacks in 2018 where um, I sort of listed which symptoms were most severe, like the depersonalization or the breathlessness or the heart racing or the dizziness, and then I would do activities to provoke those so my body would grow accustomed to those sensations. So depersonalization was a big one for me. So I'd literally just stare at myself in the mirror, and he was like, how long do you feel uncomfortable? And I was like, one second. <laughs> one second of doing that and I'm already uneasy and then I would do that until I'd like freak out and then eventually you know you sort of disarm it and it worked it did work I got over it I didn't do it that much but imagine if I had done it consistently how much quicker the whole process would have gone well this leads right into episode four of the vow about the Nexium cult so <laughs> it really it? does it does because okay. I think I'm obsessed with cults because they start out great, right? So, and really, like, the tenets of what they're pretending this is about are all really cool things. And one of their things that they're saying that I've latched onto as I join my own cult of my brain <laughs> is why are you so attached to your story, right? And so, like, what, what would your life be like if you gave that up? So I've had insomnia my whole life. I'm a terrible sleeper, but it's also a story I tell constantly, right? Well, I don't sleep. Everybody knows I don't sleep. I'm not a good sleeper. So not just like, who would you be without that story? But what are you afraid 
is going to happen if you let go of that story. Yeah. You know, which doesn't mean I'm going to end up in a sex cult getting branded with people's initials on my hip. But like the personal growth stuff, I thank you for the fingers crossed there. Emma, it could happen. <laughs> he's being um, sentenced. We'll support in October. you either way. Will you? You won't be able to talk to me. It'll be me and Catherine Oxenberg's daughter, India, no longer talking. So, do you guys know who Catherine Oxenberg is? Yeah, she's the girl from Ollie Ollie Oxenfree, right? So, she was beautiful. She was on like Dynasty and all the like soap operas at the, the, of the evening time back in the day. <laughs> and she married an actual prince. Sure. Anyway, this semi famous woman from the 90s, Catherine Oxenberg, who's now gorgeous and living in Malibu, and her daughter is still in the cult as of 2018 when the other people have left. And so they're trying to get her out. She's living in this great house in Malibu. She has an entire wall of wooden crucifixes, like the largest ones you've ever seen. That's and when a you Buddha. Know. That's when you and know whatever. So when the episode four ends, India, her daughter, is still in the cult. So I figure I'll just Google it and check it out. Because so now India's out. And it turns out that her mom wrote a book about having a daughter in a cult that you can't get her out of, and then having a Lifetime movie made about it before her daughter even got out of the cult. Holy shit. So... <laughs> And then the reviews for the Lifetime movie were like, this is the worst movie ever made. And her daughter had no input in the movie at all. Oh, my God. I know. So anyway, but like, you know, is there a part of you that identifies so strongly as I'm a person with OCD, I'm a person who has panic attacks, I'm a person who can't put my whole face in the screen of my camera? Um, (laughs) And who... So sorry. Is that better? Now we're just looking at your chin. Oh, my God. Okay. People who are not here, try talking to somebody when you can only see part of their head. It's really, (laughs) might as well just go with the blank screen. Yes. So, you know, what is the benefit of keeping this identity? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about just for you. For me, like to give up this insomnia or to give up this, I'm not good enough or, you know, all the stories we tell ourselves all the time. Yeah. What would it be like to be free of those? And what are, what are we gaining by holding on to them? Yeah. Which I thought was a fascinating question. Maybe I am going to get branded. I don't know. I mean, what well, sort of talks about all the branding that we've already done to ourselves. Like, if there was a word cloud of all of my thoughts, it would literally just be, don't roll your eyes. I'm trying to turn this into something pseudo-profound, okay, as is my want. But it's just, like, it's the things you have to tell yourself. Where it's, like, I mean, currently, <laughs> am I, wow, I'm trying to get deep here, and you're showing me your walls, which are pristine. It's because nobody lives here. Go ahead. <laughs> just like an abandoned house. You found you're the cult leader. Is that true or is it just a story you tell yourself? Oh wow. <laughs> well, every other sort of non-Western medicinal individual that I've sought some sort of help from has told me to detach from OCD and been like, don't think of it as OCD. So your mom right. told me about that. Don't think of it as OCD. Think of it as something else. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> They're like, that's for you to discover. <laughs> well, they are your... Survival techniques, right? They're, and then they turn into coping mechanisms, and then they just become tools that you can use when you need them, right? Exactly. And then there's that's the goal. That's then what there's the, next the question. Guy told me anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> that's. I mean, see, I should enter a cult, then I'll be fine. Well, there's the question of like, how much of me is me, or is just a defense mechanism trying to protect myself? And is that truly living, or am I just merely existing until the next incident? Once again, leading me into my next documentary about the social <laughs> dilemma. I'm being serious. These are all working together. Have you guys watched that yet? I no. watched the preview you posted. So I literally cried at the end of it, posted it on Facebook, and I'm out. Um, it was that also same thing. Like I, since I, you know, I live alone and I have been working very infrequently during the pandemic. 
<laughs> Nick is cowering while eating macaroni and cheese, but still able to listen. Stay away from the mic. <laughs> um, I don't want you to hear that whap. So it, it's all about how macaroni in a pot. Oh boy. <laughs> Facebook, um, the people who created Facebook, helped create Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and how they're all not, not what they intended them to be and what they've become. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how we think of them as tools, but a tool is something that is passive and that you use when you need it. Anything that's coming after you and mining you for data and psychologically attacking you is no longer a tool. And that's what we are the tool, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not using <laughs> I've the been tool, called a tool many times by me as well. Exclusively um, by you. <laughs> I don't know if exclusively, but anyway. Well, to my face, I guess. A lot of I've heard mutterings. But I just it, it really like it's it's beyond what's happening. And the disenfranchising of our country and the democracy falling, like you can Wait, what's see going it. on with our country? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's pure trash. Anyway, totally freaks me out. I mean, we may, it might be too late anyway, but Yikes. I was just like, okay, I'm going to post this and I'm going to get on the Stop the Hate campaign and I'm just going to get out. And they said, like, what, what do you want your life to look like? Instead of sitting here scrolling, go enjoy this life. And I think that I have convinced myself, the story I tell myself is that that is how I'm enjoying life, right? Yeah. By sitting on my phone while watching TV, Data mind me all you want. I love the algorithms. I want to know about every knee brace there is out there. What? There's another free 30-day yoga training. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and that the only way that any of that stuff is going to get fixed is regulations. But anyway, it was once again about, like, what do you want to do? So I literally posted that thing, grabbed my books that I bought myself and haven't read, took myself to the park yesterday, nice. sat in the park for two hours, got bitten by mosquitoes, sure. had a man fly a drone over my head for a really long time, saw seven <laughs> puppies, a baby... I read some of my How to Be Anti-Racist. I read some of my Pedma Children. I wrote in my journal, and I thought, that's right. That's right. There are other ways to enjoy life other than just being constantly data-mined by something that is on purpose trying to make me addicted to it. Was that but, fulfilling? Yes. Nice. Yes. And then I didn't, I didn't sleep last night. I was not, like, involved in my story, but I didn't really sleep at all, and I have had a very full day, and I'm still feeling good. I have not checked Facebook um, I looked at Instagram twice because I do like my puppies. Um, <laughs> but like well, for five self-care. minutes. But I typically spend, I would say, four hours scrolling on my phone while watching TV with nothing else to do. And afraid of connecting with people and letting people down and all that stuff. And it was. It was like a spark for me. It's all coming at the same time. What are the stories I'm telling myself? How can I let them go or embrace them in some way? And then how can I really start to enjoy this life and stop... I mean, maybe I could get a dog instead of just looking at dogs on Instagram. For the most part, I talk myself out of that constantly. Um, I highly recommend The Social Dilemma. That's awesome. And then they were talking at the end. There's a little bit of hopefulness at the end, thank God. And um, so they were telling some some things to do. But um, they were like, look at people who created this technology and see if they let their kids watch it. And they were all like, oh, no. They're like, we're zealots. It doesn't come in our house. You know when something reframes and you just can let Mm -hmm. go? Yeah. Yeah. You could have told me this whole story. I know all this stuff. I know I'm being data mined, all that, but it never clicked with me until yesterday. And then watching this movie, having a big cry about where we are as a society, and I just dropped it. And so Good I don't know. You. Way back into we're we're more alike than we are unalike, and I'm done hating everybody, and we have got to like get back together. So well, anyway, <laughs> that leads me to my last documentary, which has nothing to do with anything we were talking about, called Class Action Park, which is this like death defying 
uh, water park in New Jersey in the no, 90s no, where no. people just were getting killed a lot. Was that about the decapitation <laughs> dude? The boy who was decapitated? No, this was, um, there was a, like, oh, they had a cold pool and a hot pool and a wave pool and you couldn't really tell because it was dirty and there was feces and they had to stop the wave pool a lot to see if anybody was hovering around the bottom dead. Oh my God. They did like a loop to loop slide and they just made it without like talking to any physicists or anything. And so people were just hitting their face on it. So they finally pulled the top of the tube off and it was covered in teeth. Jesus. Um, people just kept Christ. hitting their teeth. So anyway, <laughs> it's really, it's mostly really funny. Um, people Which were nuts. Part? Where? <laughs> One of the guys who they talked to is a filmmaker now, and he was hilarious. I thought he was like a stand-up. Um, and he talked about how that's all they wanted to do was like go to Action Park, you know? And then it gets shut down, of course, because people die. It's terrible. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But it's like a crazy water park made by some dude who has no idea what he's doing. He's just like, this sounds like fun. Let's do this. Do you know how many deaths were caused by that very sentence uttered by a dude? This sounds fun. Millions. So then I decided I might rewatch Smallville because Allison ah, Mack was I one of the people. Re- I started rewatching Smallville at the beginning of the core. And then I really? got Yes, a hundred percent. Somebody save me. And then the theme song got too real and I was just like sobbing to myself. <laughs> so the first year's terrible, right? It's just like freak of the week. It's not very fun. But now that you know Allison Mack's going to jail yeah. and Kristen Kicker is not um, Yeah, Kristen Kicker. Okay. Yeah, I love that show. It's such a great show. Yeah. And uh, whatever his name is, Tom Welling, um, yeah, I just love him. And I, I love Allison Mack, and I'm so sad that she lured everybody into a sex cult. And It is a bummer. Yeah. It's not the greatest. It really isn't. But, you know, it happens. It's still a great show. It, really, it was a great theme song. I had some sort of dental surgery. Like, I had, like, my wisdom teeth pulled or something. And back Very then, you had to get by things this is heading. I bought the entire series on DVD at that point sure. so that I, I knew that I would not need anything from anybody because I couldn't eat and I was going to be down for like a week yeah. and I just watched the whole thing like totally percocet it out just like big swollen chipmunk face Somebody and say. Lex Luthor has a podcast now and of he, course he is does. kind of a um, don't say it misogynist trying to change his ways Okay. He's had like some self-actualization, some self-awareness. He has some really good conversations and other times you're like, you know, you and Joe Rogan can touch your penises when I'm not here and that'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Miley clap back at a... Yes. That was a magical moment. Uh, Explain it to the, to the people. So Kennedy Davenport is doing her thing. Miley's like, oh my God, Kevin Kennedy. And he's, Joe Rogan says, oh, you know all of them as if they're like collectibles. And she's like, yeah, no, I, I know them. He's like, well, they, they all do the same thing, just like the split into the jump. And she's like, that's what I think when I, I watch your show. The same things, just saying the same things. It was fantastic. <laughs> I thought she was talking about UFC fighters, that they have the same, you know what I mean? They have like seven moves and that's all they use. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I thought she was talking about him. Anyway, definitely put God Shave the Queen on a totally different thing because I said, <laughs> I, I think not, which is what Britta says, right? <laughs> I don't think. That's what Damina said, whatever. I was like, who the... God Shave is- the Queen is awesome. It's behind the scenes. It's so much fun. Alyssa is hilarious. The Queens are great. It's really fun. Why is America so crappy? Canada's Drag Race was awesome. UK was great. Holland's going to be amazing. Patty Pam Pam. I already... <laughs> she's my winner. Um, I'm going to... 
prevent myself from looking at spoilers um, because I've been enticed recently, but I have not yet clicked. I clicked on a couple towards the end of uh, Canada. I'm not going to lie. So Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is hosting an official RuPaul's podcast, which I'm sure I told you about. And so every week he had on a guest and then whoever the, was the kicked off queen, eliminated queen. So this week he had on Rita Baga, um, uh, Scarlett Bobo. I was going to say Sunset Bunch, Bunchine. I don't know why. <laughs> Scarlett Bobo and Priyanka. And they are just great. Priyanka is really, really real. She's like, you know, it's been a lot. I got a lot of hate when this happened and that. She's like, and now it's over and I'm not getting very much attention. And I don't really <laughs> like that. At least she's honest. Right? I mean, if you're, if you're not currently able to tour, although they can do some of it in Canada because they're doing much he, better They than did us. a finale show with the reveal for her and then yeah. she had everybody there. There were only 100 people in the audience. but So her dad now knows that she does drag and that she's gay and everything. Uh, and So they said what do you to her dad, what do you think about Priyanka? And he said, well, I don't know her yet, but I'll, I'll see if I want to spend time with her later. We're like, all right, Mariah. That's so sweet. I don't know her. But they are all level-headed. Jimbo was talking to Manila and Latrice on their their um, podcast, The Chop. Okay. Mm. He's over in Manchester getting ready to start a show. He got some new boobs that are even bigger and even heavier. Oh, my God. I do appreciate how most people have very political answers in response to, do you think you were robbed? And he was like, 100%. I was 100% robbed on several different challenges. It really is weird that Scarlett Bobo won the pageant. It does seem a little weird, but even Latrice was like, you know, the name that shall not be spoken, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. I was like, really? We all agreeing that we all need to be nicer and you're going to like just slam yeah. him? Brooklyn said just as many bad things. She just isn't as annoying. Like he's a nerd. <laughs> he like got bullied all through high school and stuff. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. like. Well, there are some people who deserve to be bullied. And I'm not saying that Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is one of them. But just like the manner in which he said things was grating. It was very grating. Does he deserve death threats? Absolutely not. Was he annoying? And would I like to watch him again? No. Really? I, I found him intolerable. Yeah. Well, I challenge you to listen to a couple episodes of podcasts, even though you don't like podcasts. I mean, I have to listen to myself. Because he does do too much of the drag ease like, and everything. It. I mean, maybe. But everybody says behind the scenes, he's a super nice guy. I think he's well, just a I nerd. Think, yes. If he's not playing a character and he's being authentically himself, I think that he just seemed disingenuous. I don't know. I'm so sick of everyone saying authentically yourself. Like, there's a microphone in front of your face. Do the best you can. You know what I mean? Of course, you're going to be a little performative. You're on yeah, stage. I know, but maybe do it better. Yikes. That's a direct quote from what he said. Remember when he was like, maybe do it better. Maybe use it better. Yes, Priyanka maybe says the same better. thing. Yes. No, they were really mad at him for when he said to Jimbo, like, well, welcome to the competition. Right? And it was like, and he had already seven, won a and he already won like four yeah. challenges. I don't know. I. The whole judging pair was just, I didn't realize how much love I could have for Michelle and Rue until they were gone. Well, everybody else is saying that Michelle, although she's harsh, does the compliment sandwich. Like, I love the, your makeup tonight. Your wig is trash, yeah. um, but your shoes look good and way to listen to the critiques. You know, so there's a compliment sandwich, which is Well, and I think she also has consistency where it's like, you know what Michelle is going to like and not like. And it felt like it varied episode to episode between the judges. And, you know, they just need to find their footing, perhaps. It was the first season. At least they can both all turn their heads, which Michelle refused to do. I know. Refusal. I was about to, I was trying to pull, I think I closed it accidentally. The celebrity 
judges for Holland's Drag Race are no one we've ever lay heard them of. on They're me. Like blobbity blobbity <laughs> and hoobity jabala and flippity so, floppity. I'm like, oh flippity flop. Are you speaking simless right now? Because that is pan right pan. on my fucking quarantine alley right now. <laughs> chlamydia, chlamydia. Anyway, I mean, I did. I've been watching a lot of Rita still, which is a. Oh my god, I love Rita. Oh my. Did I you love ever it. know? And there's a spinoff show. Shortus, yeah. I love her. Yes, they're so amazing. I haven't watched the newest season yet. Um, I think I need I'm glasses. watching it right now, but it's <gasps> truly delightful. It's what? It's when Danish, right? It? It's a Danish TV show about this ne'er do well school teacher and mother of three, who has a lot of time for her students is sort of like the real straight-talking woman who's like fucking the principal, but her children often get left in the lurch. It's Gilmore Girls flipped upside down in the upside down in uh, Danish. It's yeah. really good. She's wearing really tight jeans that would totally piss my mom off. She is really smart and sassy and her best friend, basically Suki of the Netherlands. <laughs> it's really, really good. Really good. And there's a homosexual. The fourth season was... Who's the homosexual? Her son. Oh. I have not watched it for a while, but I binged it and I loved it. It was so much fun. And it's just, it's just like too. Boys season two. I feel like I need to rewatch everything. Ah. I'm rewatching with, well, I've successfully rewatched one episode with Emma, but that is the plan <laughs> to continue. I fell asleep. <laughs> as I want okay. to do. Take me away. So we're going to watch some Smallville just for funsies, Absolutely. right? We're going to watch yeah. Holland's Drag Race. No commitment, no like serious Smallville commitment unless you get way into it. No, I mean, the last time I watched it, I wanted to know what happened more quickly than I could actually consume the content. So I just kept reading the uh, article or like the synopses just to keep going through. <laughs> so I finished an entire series in like 20 minutes because I just kept reading it. It's kind of how I watched Australia's Next Top Model. I was like, go right to the photos. Go to the photos. Oh, go to the judging and next episode. Photos, episode, judging, bye. That's my new YouTube obsession is there's this um, hairdresser who keeps watching America's Next Top Model makeovers and it's just yes. reacting in pure horror. Delightful. Have you listened to Mr. J talk about his book at all? So here's the things? thing that I don't like about the Mr. J angle. He was there. He was fucking complicit. He was the Ivanka. And now he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was super tired of all of her bullshit, too. I was like, you were part of this. All right, Goebbels. Don't, like, act like you weren't part of the Reich. Goebbels. He was a Nazi. Who wasn't? Right? Who isn't I now? I think you're going to write, like, fan fiction about... He's like, it's a it's a work of fiction, but it's loosely based. Oh, well, it's totally based. It's completely based on Tara. You're like, so you wrote evil fan fiction. So so you guys know my Watcher Crappens dudes, right? Who are like my favorite podcast. People. Not as personally as you do, who have gotten several DMs. Couldn't possibly. I've met them in person. I went and saw also them. They that. Were at oh my the God. Low Garage. Um, but I started <laughs> listening to them like seven years ago. They only do Bravo stuff, which I don't even watch. But once again, I just like them so much. That yeah. Um, Much like us. I just That's how people them. feel yeah, about exactly. us. That was the the precipice. The idea that we were talking about was just that we are fun and funny, and whether you like what we're watching or not, you'll like us. So they've been bravoing for seven years. They get no respect. And tonight <laughs> they're going to be on Watch What Happens Live ah! with Andy Cohen. That's amazing. It's kind of amazing. With Ira Madison III. The funniest person. And Danny Pellegrino, who is my DM friend three times. There it is. Have you ever gotten the pics? So, Tomorrow is a big day for my podcast. <laughs> it is a big day. They're all hanging out. <laughs> Where's our Even invite? if it's Watch What Lives from Home, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying, if we're following their trajectory, who knows whose show we'll be on in seven years? What if we get to be on Drag Race or something? 
the what dream. Be on there are so many Manila that are chance- and Latrice's podcast, or Alaska and Willem's podcast, or the new podcast with Raja and Darian Lake. Oh wow, that's an unlikely duo together. We we might get to be on Drag Her with Nicole Byer and Mono Agapian. Like who knows? I mean, the All chances right, Mary, of, her, which the is chance really of us being one. on a Nicole Byer podcast are pretty high. <laughs> she true. has like forty. Did you guys have after school specials when you were growing up? No, just we after watch school them. care. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was one where Helen Hunt accidentally gets in a meth cult or PCP and she runs off the second floor of the school, like breaks through the glass because she's on PCP, man. Oh, oh my God. God. No, everything I know about PCP, I learned on Buffy, Buffy the Vampire, the Vampire Slayer. Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Same. But they also ran out the window. Yeah, exactly. What? They were vampires. <laughs> Angel Dust makes you think you can fly, man. Uh, Angel Dust did a lot. Angel's Dust did a lot. How big is this bowl of fucking mac and cheese that you've been eating for two hours? I, I made two full servings of Annie's mac and cheese. One white shell, one orange shell. I don't know, cheddar. It's literally going on two hours of you eating the same bowl. Because of I keep getting chastised. I can't eat it in one sitting because you told me eating time was done. And then obviously yeah, I- you were eating when we started. Are you body shaming? <laughs> I'll get skinny again. You just watch. I'll stop eating for three weeks. You are still skinny. I can get skinnier. <laughs> well, we still have to sign up to do our takes on getting frozen. We have yes. to do that. Oh my god. Yeah. I think that'd be very that? beneficial for everyone. That's I'm gonna add that fear to my new sound bite. <laughs> so I'm afraid that I will freeze to death. <laughs> Is in Cincinnati. It's basically like a stand-up coffin with like the inside of a Come join us, won't you? It sounds amazing. Oh my god. So all the NBA players down in the bubble, all LeBron James wanted was a cryo chamber. Like obviously it works. And I am rapidly aging. Not as quick as Nick, but rapidly. We gotta get Julian a cryo tank stat. (laughs) It has to happen. And they they'll put music on for you and you can like dance around till the music is over. I need it to be WAP. You get to pick. <laughs> Rapture. Boom, 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 Blondie. <laughs> nice. Love it. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter. Julie Sunderland. And Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.